Hey guys, it's Sunray and welcome back to the My So-Called Thoughts podcast. I'm Sunray and I'm your host of this podcast. I'm a wife, mama, musician, and I really like to talk and discuss uh, various things in life that I feel like we're all going through that we deal with on a daily basis that we're thinking about. And some of us may not know how to talk about these things. Some of us may not know how to deal and how to move forward, but I really want to talk about them so that we can learn from these things so that we can move forward and so that we can grow. So thank you for joining me today. And I think it's time that we go ahead and just dive right in. So, you know, I have been thinking a lot about social media lately and how I've dealt with it and experienced social media in the last few years uh, because it definitely has changed and there's been so much that has gone on with social media in the last few years. You know, it's quite interesting how we live in a day, an age where you can know a good chunk of information about a person, a business, anything. You know, we live in a time where you can pretty much find out anything at any time with the click of a button on your phone, your computer, your iPad, anything. You know, it it is a blessing. I will say that. But, you know, it can be a curse in some ways, too. And we'll talk more about that and we'll unpack that shortly. You know, I remember growing up, there was barely any social media. Uh, you know, I grew up, I was born in the 90s, but grew up in the early 2000s. You know, it, it didn't rule our lives then. You know, it didn't matter if you had it. It was no big deal. Some people had it. Some people didn't. But it wasn't like this deal breaker. You know, it was like a bonus rather than a requirement. And obviously times have changed since then because it seems like everyone has some form of social media a uh, total side tangent, but I remember I was watching, um, you know, my one of my favorite shows, Catfish, and Cammy was like, um, you know, one of the catfishes was like, oh, you know, I'm in my 20s and I don't have any social media, and Cammy's like, huh, young girl without social media, like it's unlikely, which is obviously, you know, totally true. The first social media I ever had <laughs> back in the day, here we go, MySpace, okay. I remember I started my MySpace page when I was in like fifth grade. I believe I was about like 10 or 11 years old. Like, let's stop for a second and be real. What was a 10 or 11 year old doing with MySpace? Like my mom had no idea that I had, <laughs> you know, on MySpace. Uh, sorry, ma. But, um, you know, I mean, I had a computer in my room. I, you know, I was very blessed growing up. And, you know, my parents gave me a computer in my room because I was able to use it for schoolwork and different things and also MySpace. <laughs> um, but when you think about it at the time, you know, why did I need to have it? Again, at a 10, 11 years old, fifth grade, I was in, you know, middle school. Honestly, you know, it was the cool thing to do at the time. Entering middle school, everyone had a MySpace. Everyone was creating profiles, changing their profile song, basically learning how to code. Those who had MySpace know exactly what I'm talking about. We were like professional coders. I actually wish that I remember some of that coding because I bet you I could use that, you know, for something. I don't know. But, you know, everyone was changing who was in their top 10. It was such a big deal. Like if you moved somebody from your top 10, it was like, whoa, are you not friends with them anymore? It was everything. And it was so cool at the time because it was new. Now I know that MySpace was like not the first social media, obviously it was just the first social media that I ever had. Um, and at the time it just was kind of blowing up. So that's why I'm talking about it. I know that there are some others that came before that, like tagged and other things and don't even get me started on AOL instant messenger. <laughs> Because I had that too. Um, but, you know, going back to MySpace, 
I remember making photo albums, editing pictures on, I think it was photo bucket, I want to say. Like, I should try to go back and log into my photo bucket. I don't even know if I remember what email and password I used, but whatever. Um, You know, I uploaded everything from the middle school dances, all the pictures, all the things um, and all the events with all of my, you know, my best friends at the time. Everything happened there. Everything was on MySpace. I even remember, like, there was... There's this bully that I experienced in middle school and there was, you know, some uh, riff and tiff that went on on MySpace, like on one of my photos or like, you know, whatever people posted on back then. I can't even remember because it was so long ago. Like even that happened there. Uh, But, you know, time moved on and, you know, MySpace did rule everything for a while, you know, and then it was Facebook. Everyone wanted a Facebook Low-key Twitter came, I feel like that came around, it was more, you know, that just came about before Facebook, I don't really remember, but Facebook became more popular, I remember I made a Twitter because it was like the new social media, but no one I knew had it, none of my friends had it, um, so until Twitter eventually became popular, but every, you know, everyone wanted a Facebook after MySpace. YouTube also came around you know, somewhere in the middle there, and I'll probably touch on YouTube, you know, in a, a little bit later. But when Facebook came around, it was all the rage. I believe I was in ninth grade, so I was a freshman in high school, 14, 15 years old. And MySpace just kind of seemed to fade away. Like, I just feel like nobody was getting on it anymore, and it was all about Facebook. It was all about writing on someone's wall and poking your best friend, which, by the way, like, <laughs> What the heck is poking? Like, when you look back at it, you know, it's just kind of really cringe and weird. But anyway, at the time, we all had our flip phones or some of our phones with keyboard keyboards. I remember when I um, was in ninth grade, I got my first uh, phone that had a keyboard. Before that, I had a flip phone, and it was so cool just to be able to text and everything. I didn't have a sidekick because I don't believe they were available like on my uh, phone provider, but I did have a phone with a keyboard and it was just, it was huge. iPhones were also just coming out. You know, like I said, if you were lucky, you were able to get phones like that depending on your phone provider. Nowadays, all these phone providers have all iPhones, but anyway, not the point. Um, you know, it was a simpler time and, you know, we weren't all obsessing about what was on our phones all the time, although we were invested in certain social media platforms like MySpace, Facebook, Twitter coming up, you know, and YouTube. And I remember that some of these phones actually had like a simpler version of it, of, of the social media. I remember that phone I had, um, that had the keyboard, it had Facebook on it. I believe I couldn't do much. I think I could only like check if somebody like wrote on my wall, but obviously it was extremely pixelated and it was not like what you would see on the computer. We spent majority of our time on the computer instead of on our phones, being able to go on MySpace and Facebook and things of that nature. I'm sure most people who, you know, had a Facebook know that, you know, they have this thing now where you can actually look back on posts from the past on the current day. So like if I go to my Facebook now um, and I look at today's date, I can see all the posts in the last few years that I wrote on today's date. And I got to say, if you haven't looked at it, you should, because I cringe so hard at some of the stuff that I've said, because I'm just like, what the heck was I talking about? I was so moody. Oh my God. I was so moody. And I don't, I don't even know what I was talking about, you know, as a teen, just, ugh. but like I said, 
I do want to kind of bounce over to YouTube and talk about YouTube a little bit too. I remember when YouTube first came out, everyone just kind of posted whatever. Like it wasn't this big curated, um, it was a creative space, but it wasn't obviously as big as it is now. You know, there was no trending page. I don't even think there was monetization. I'm not even really sure. It was just kind of all fun. I remember one of the first YouTubers I watched, and shout out to anybody that knows this guy. His name was Michael Buckley, and he reported on Celebrity News. I think his show was called, like, What the Buck or something. But I remember I think I found him because he was reporting on, like, the Jonas Brothers or something. Like, I don't know. Or, like, Hillary Duff or Lindsay Lohan or something, and I probably clicked on it. And I thought he was hilarious. I, I wonder what he's doing nowadays because I don't think he makes YouTube videos. But anyway... You know, we also had um, Michelle Fawn. You know, everyone remembers Michelle Fawn and her makeup tutorials. At the time, I wasn't into makeup, but it was entertaining to watch, and it was just fun, and it made you want to do it. You know, but let's bring this up, too. Eventually, I feel like everyone remembers the YouTuber lifestyle era with Bethany Moda. Let's just talk about Queen Bethany Moda for a minute. I watched her religiously I always felt like I needed to redecorate my room like her I loved her fashion her morning routines her night routines <laughs> you know just all of that you know she seemed so cool I feel like she really and uh, you know, of course there were other youtubers that set the precedence for this but she really set the trend for all of these different types of videos and um, I feel like more youtubers started getting notoriety you know as these certain videos like the night routines and the you know follow me throughout my day or just whatever they were back then or you know uh, what I'm wearing for Halloween and videos like that uh, or or um, my Black Friday Black Friday hauls <laughs> um, more YouTubers began you know obtaining more notoriety and then let's not even get started on the whole high contrast lifestyle era where all the YouTubers made videos that were super high contrast as far as the um, you know the filmography of what they were doing in the editing their videos were super high contrast they were edited a certain way and I'm sure everyone remembers that outside of YouTube somewhere mixed in there Instagram came about too I think I was like a junior or senior in high school when I finally got an account for the longest time it was only available on iPhone so I remember I couldn't get it for a while because I had an Android at the time fast forward to today <laughs> okay Facebook is almost dead. Like, obviously, people still have a Facebook, but I just feel like it's changed so much, and it's just not, like, popping off like it used to. Instagram, I don't even want to – I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram because they've changed it so much be, to try to be like other apps to the point where the algorithm is weird. You can't even see what you want to see. Like, you can't even see who you are following. Like, you just want to see, like, your friends and family's pictures, and you end up getting recommended all these other things. There's a shopping tab, which, look, no hate to the small businesses. Do your thing, and I know a lot of small businesses make their money from Instagram, and I think it's a great thing to have, you know, but I feel like, and this just may be me and my personal circle, I've never heard of anyone that, like, utilizes a shopping tab. But I may be wrong. I may be totally off in that, so don't come for me. I just, I don't know why there had to be a whole nother tab. I feel like there could have been like a section that you could have obtained. I don't know, whatever. Totally not the point. Um, Snapchat, you know, obviously Snapchat came and gone because Instagram started doing Instagram stories. Um, I still have a Snapchat. I just, 
I really never all I've never really had a bunch of people on there in the first place, just like family and friends. So that's why I never deleted it because they still post on Snapchat. So I know they try to do their whole shows and things like that, but I haven't really kept up. And everyone knows the current king of social media right now, which is TikTok. TikTok is all the rage. Everyone's doing TikTok. Everyone is on TikTok. And it's all the people talk about now. So you're probably thinking, where am I going with all this? Well, I really want to talk about the tea on social media. I feel like addressing how it began, at least in my world, and where it is now, is relevant to the conversation. Social media, you know, it's become such a huge part of our lives. Social media has even turned into a business for most people, like I mentioned, you know, those small businesses. And I think that that is awesome. I think that that's great. I think that if you have a business, social media is definitely an amazing way to grow and you can totally sell your products that way. And I know that um, I don't know much about like the shopping page, but I bet there's a lot of like security measures in there where you can authentically and safely sell your products and not have to worry about like getting scammed by buyers or just, you know, whatever. Or, you know, the buyer getting scammed by the seller. I bet there's a lot of protection in that. But it's quite interesting how the purpose of social media overall has drastically changed as time has gone on. You know, going back to the MySpace days, I remember it was so awesome and it seemed so important to connect with the people around you. The people from your school, job, family, church, colleagues, acquaintances. It, you know, it was so important back then. Facebook even furthered that. I remember my mom told me once that Facebook connected her with one of like her old cousins that she hadn't seen in like years that she was super close with when she was younger and Facebook just kind of like you know I believe that Facebook has this thing where it'll say like friends you may know or something like that and it'll recommend you uh, friends so obviously Facebook and all these other social media platforms they were intended to connect people and they still do that which is a good thing but you know, now we've got influencers and Insta baddies and all this and that. And no hate to anyone. You know, I don't hate on anybody. You do you and you do what you need to do. It is not impacting my life. You focus on your own world. It's just quite interesting. Again, like how it's changed. It's not even just in the last 10 years, but the last five years. There have also been several situations that have gone on in the past couple of years regarding social aspects and politics. I'm not going to dive deep into them on here because that isn't the point of this podcast and that could just get very messy and I'm not interested in picking that apart and doing that. But it's a whirlwind to see. I remember when things would happen, you know, here in America, socially or politically, and people would post, if you remain silent, then I know where you stand. And if you're not speaking about it, you're the problem. It, you, if, if I don't see you make a post or if you don't share this, then, I, then you're, you're going to get deleted and, or uh, you're going to be unfollowed. I mean, what? Now, first of all, I want to say this. I understand wanting to use your voice and your social media and whatever platform you have to speak about issues you believe in. That's not the issue here at all. Do what you got to do speak up. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread information to people. So again, that I don't see the issue in actually doing that as you see fit and as you please. It's just interesting to me that 
if you don't say something on social media, then it somehow defines you. And it somehow dictates how others should see you or perceive you, no matter who you are. These statements that I'm mentioning, I would see various people see it. It wasn't just celebrities, and they weren't just talking about celebrities. They were talking about everyone. If you don't do this, then there's something wrong with you. If they don't do this, then you're this. And I just don't think that that is a healthy way to deal with these situations or make assumptions about people in that manner. You know, I know for myself, as someone, you know, who has dealt with anxiety, when these situations would happen, I would not or I would unintentionally run from social media. It wouldn't be on purpose. A lot of times when these unfortunate situations would happen um, in our society and in America, they would make me sad, anxious, unhappy. And unbeknownst to myself, I would end up not making a post. And it wasn't because I didn't have feelings or I didn't care about what was going on. or It, w- it was none of that, but it was completely and 100%. I was just dealing with it in my own way and it wasn't that I didn't want to say anything it's that sometimes I don't know how to say anything because like I said as someone that has dealt with anxiety due to these situations I didn't know how to handle it I didn't know how to talk about it I'd be upset angry and I just didn't know what to do so I just unintentionally would leave social media would leave my phone on the counter for the rest of the night and, and, and just try to spend time with my husband and, you know, and do different things because my mind would be trying to escape what was happening. And I know that there are people out there that are listening that feel that and have gone through that. Or there have been things in your life that, you know, you end up just kind of unknowingly running away from it because it causes you anxiety and, and you, it's kind of like a defense mechanism to protect your mental health. Maybe that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not sure. But as I mentioned, sometimes I wouldn't post and it wouldn't be on purpose. And it wasn't that I didn't care. But like, let's be real, low key. <laughs> I only have like 400 followers or so, which is just friends, family and previous acquaintances, previous colleagues, things of that nature. Like, is anyone really waiting for, for me to make a post? I don't know. And I don't think so. But, you know, I think that real life is so much more important. You know, social media in turn isn't real. So why should, if whether or not you say this or say that, you're defined as a person. If social media in turn isn't technically real, shouldn't it matter what you're doing in real life? I mean, that's what I would think. Shouldn't it matter if you're donating to the cause, meeting with your city officials, maybe starting an organization, figuring out how to support your local communities? Shouldn't we care about this more? Now, I will say there are a lot of people out there that do care about this, and there are a lot of people out there that do this, and I applaud you, and I think that that's amazing, and I think that it's great to get involved um, in your local community and do what you can to um, you know, make this world a better place. But let's just be real. A lot of times, people are not looking for that when these situations happen. People want to know, did you make a post? Did your favorite uh, TikToker speak out? What about, did they donate? Did they help? Did they do something? You know, let's say that 
something awful happens in America and um, there was, let's say there was a significant flood that really hurt a lot of people and displaced people from their homes or this took place. What you'll see is did so-and-so make a post? Did they talk about it? When really we should say, hey, they have a lot of um, influence and they're from that state. Um, did they do what they could to meet with uh, city officials to see how they could maybe help or donate to help these people? Or that, And that's just an example, right? That's just me bringing it up. I wonder if a lot of people are more interested in their favorite uh, YouTuber, TikToker, or celebrity. I wonder if they're more interested in if they make a post, rather if they actually do these things. Because from what I've been able to see, it has nothing to do with whether or not you actually contributed to something changing in real life. It's about, did they make an Instagram story? So-and-so hasn't posted yet about it. Now, sure, you could say, well, these people have influence, so they need to speak up. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I just think that us as a society, we need to be more about doing rather than trying to figure out whose Instagram story um, says three words about their stance. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Not sure. <laughs> That's just my opinion, of course. That's my thought. You know, but again, like I said, why, are, why do we care more about the post? Why is this? My overall point is that social media has become so large in our society that we have begun to care more about what's happening there than what's happening in the real world and what real actions are actually taking place that can truly make a difference or truly have impact or just do anything in the world. Maybe we need to reevaluate that. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I don't want to zero in too much on like politics and social aspects because I do want to talk about some other things with social media, and I don't want to dive too deep um, into a political and social rabbit hole. Um, but I do want to kind of circle back and hop back into the whole influencer aspect and, you know, how this connects to what I was just mentioning about how it affects social aspects and things of that nature. I think there are a lot of amazing influencers out there. You know, there's so many that I love and adore, and I have been influenced by them. They're like, you know, girl, buy this product and I'm buying it off Amazon. But obviously, of course, if I needed it. Um, so I totally understand. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being an influencer. I don't I don't think that that inherently is a bad thing, you know. And um, I do admire many out there. And there are so many out there that are so real. They're so raw. And they're just so true to themselves. And I think that that is awesome. But I will say that I had a rude awakening a few months ago when I realized once, uh, you know, one of my favorite influencers wasn't who I thought she was. I really don't want to dive too much, you know, into her because I feel like if I start mentioning stuff, people will look it up and figure it out. But I also don't want to rip apart, you know, another human being because at the end of the day, everyone has choices to make in their life. And what you choose to do is what you choose to do. And it it shouldn't impact my life in that manner. Um, I found this influencer years ago, and I felt like I related to her so much, like down to the T, like from where we grew up, like just the area and the nation and just how she was raised, but like the things she was interested in. And I just felt like 
we were going through like the same things at the same time. I felt like if we, you know, met in real life, I we would have been like best friends. Like I was convinced. I was like, if I ever get a chance to meet her, I bet that we will be great friends. We would hit it off. I bet. Fast forward to, you know, some years later, and she just is not who I thought she was. Maybe she was that person, and maybe she changed. I'm not sure, and I'm not here to point fingers. It's just that who I thought and, you know, what I was perceiving about her didn't end up being who she was as a person, or maybe she just changed. Either way, what I started off seeing wasn't what I continued to see. I'll say it in that manner. You know, as I stated moments ago, I don't want to zero on her specifically because I'm not here to criticize anyone. Like, nobody is perfect, and this isn't about her or, like, singling her out. I wish her the best in life, and I don't have any ill will towards anybody. But this is more so just kind of giving you an example of how there's no way you can truly know someone, you know, based off of social media alone. And I think that, you know... As human beings, we all we you know we long for community. So when we see these people online that we feel like that we can connect to, it kind of feels like community in a sense. So we cling towards that. You know, we want that as human beings. But I think that we have to always dial it back and remember, like, yeah, I'm so invested in their life and in what they're doing and their gender reveal and where they're traveling to next and things of that nature that I'm not realizing that I'm only seeing a small chunk of their life but it feels like I'm seeing everything and you know that's just to give an example there's no way that we can truly know I think that we've all learned that nothing on social media is real like I just mentioned I think that there's been different situations that have come out about this celebrity or that or just whatever where we're like whoa 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 what is going on and we just it's like well I mean hey not everything is as it seems right it's just a highlight reel. Everyone's only posting their greatest pictures, their greatest videos. And look, I'm not saying people need to post when they wake up at five in the morning and they're sick or, you know, or you're post a picture of your family fighting. It's not so much about that. But, you know, I think that with the highlight reel, it's not just the happy moments, but now everything is an aesthetic. Everything is about your, you know, what's in your bio and having that same Lightroom filter so that your feed isn't messed up. But don't get me wrong, I love a good Lightroom filter, so there's no judgment in Lightroom because I definitely have some. Definitely made my own presets. (laughs) So this isn't hate to that, but this is like, it's it's curated now. Instead of just sharing the happy moments, it's gotta be the happy moment, plus the aesthetic, plus the right lighting, plus the right background, and plus all this stuff and all this extra stuff, which is inherently not bad, but again, it's just curated. It's controlled. And I don't think that there's anything, you know, wrong with that. But then I think that that's where we kind of, we end up on the teeter-totter of being inauthentic. And that, you know, it's kind of what I'm getting to about just not really knowing who people really are and, and everything kind of being staged. And that's kind of what I felt like was happening with this influencer that I really looked up to I just felt like everything became an aesthetic and was curated and I was like wait a minute this is not realistic there's no way that and I'm sitting here like looking at a picture I'm like there's no way that she just took that photo like that like this is like there's no way (laughs) and I don't want to give specifics but it's like there's no way and like 
the a lot of times influencers will portray these type of photos as authentic. Like if you're like, yes, I totally said this, and you don't have to say this in the caption, but I think that there's one thing to like just post a picture and it'd be like, oh, that's a nice picture, but then to post it and then try to be like authentic in the caption, and it's like, you obviously like set this up. You know what I mean? Like don't. It's like trying to come off as authentic when you know you're not being, you know, completely authentic. But I've just noticed that that's been a huge change in influencers. Everything is all about that aesthetic now, and it has to be a certain way. And I just wonder if some of these influencers enjoy that or if they're bothered by that. I wonder if they're bothered if their brand is going to be impacted if they don't post a picture that looks exactly like this or looks like that. You know, these are just my thoughts. You know, I just wonder. I'm just like, look, I mean, I don't know. I think about it like if I were to somehow become an influencer, like could I post like that all the time? Things just being staged? I'm just like, I don't think I could live that way. But like that's just me. Like some people may enjoy that and I'm not judging. I'm just saying to like always have to have things be a certain way. You know what I mean? Like it's like I'm sitting on my couch in sweatpants. You know what I mean? Like I <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I'm not in a crop top and this out, you know, the special outfit taking a picture of myself saying selfie on a Friday night watching movies. It's like, no, my hair's in a bun and I'm looking crusty. <laughs> and then, you know, you'll see a post by an influencer of them in like a matching outfit, you know, like crop top and then like these like you know, bell bottom pants, and it's cute, no hatred, of course, it, I'm, I'm here for it, but it's like, how realistic is that, you know what I mean, it's like, you totally just staged that, so it's like, who are you putting on a show for, we all know it's not real, but again, there's no hate there, it's just like, what are we doing, what are we really doing here, what is really going on, but, you know, back to talking about that influencer again, you know, there were several that I looked up to, and, you know, subconsciously, I feel like after scrolling and scrolling, I started to want to emulate some of these influencers. I'm like, oh, you know, that's cute. You know, maybe I should buy this. And, you know, oh, I like that. And, and again, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But because everything is kind of like an aesthetic now, it's like an aesthetic to have the perfect home and an aesthetic to have this perfect family dynamic. And, you know, all these different things have to just be in line. You know, and while it's fun and it's enjoyable, again, how realistic is it for the average person? And that is my question. Like, that's what I think about. Like, how realistic is this? It's just crazy. You know, after seeing what everyone else is doing, I feel like we subconsciously start to think about what, like, I'll start to think about what I'm doing because I'm seeing, oh, that person's going here. They're trying this. They're buying that. They're doing this. I started to think about what I'm doing in those aspects and it's not even on purpose. It's just your mind will start to do that. You'll start to think about what you're wearing, what your house looks like, you know, and, and things of that nature. You don't realize it. It's interesting that I can scroll on TikTok and see the same thing over and over and over again. And there's nothing wrong with like, a, I don't think there's anything wrong with like trends. But I guess I'm wondering... Like, how normal is it for everyone to be doing the same exact thing? And it's not, and a lot of times, it doesn't even look like people are doing it for fun. They're doing it because they want to go viral. They're doing it because they want to be seen. It's not like, oh, hey, like, 
I, everyone's trying this recipe out there and I, you know, oh, I want to try this recipe because I just think it would be fun. No, it's, hey, I'm going to make this recipe so I can get the likes and, and the, um, the saves and so I can get this. You know what I mean? Fads have always existed. Fads have always been there, you know, along with trends. But instead of it just being fashion or, you know, something of that nature, I'm seeing people change how they raise their children to be based off of how their influencer does it. And then they have no knowledge about what they're actually doing to their child. And I'm not going to get into that because <laughs> I do have a son, so I am a parent. But I'm not going to get into, you know, I'm not trying to judge parents because... I'm not trying to do that in any way, shape, or form, but I'm sure you know what I mean. Now, all this talk about social media, you're probably like, oh, this girl hates social media. She probably doesn't have any blah, blah, blah. So it's not that I hate it. It's just that, like I said, I've been thinking about it, thinking about what I'm doing. I really don't have an issue with it. There are some things I have issue. I take issue with just because I think that there are some things that are just not safe and I think that are a danger, and maybe I'll talk about that on another podcast, but... It wasn't until I took a break from social media that I felt like I was really, you know, able to think clearer. I I felt like I had to take a break and I just started going on it less and less and less. And I started to just think like, man, my mind it just feels clearer. Maybe that's just me. My mind wasn't being constantly filled with information. So I feel like this may sound really stupid, but my mind was able to process its own thoughts. Instead of being on a feed all day, of who, of what to buy and what to look like and what to wear, I'm thinking about doing those things on my own and I'm coming up with my own ideas. Again, it sounds crazy, but I think that this social media world that we live in can kind of have us feeling like that, unintentionally, of course. Because, I mean, how many times have you done something because you saw it on TikTok? Not that there's anything wrong with that. But how many times have you wondered what your life would be like if you were that one influencer you followed on Instagram? Not that you just want to be them and take their life, but if you were in their shoes. Are we all still individuals? You know, or does our individuality come from what we're just being fed on social media? Meaning, I'm seeing so-and-so wear that, so I'm going to go wear that, but since I don't have that exact piece, I'm going to try this piece, and it's going to have to go with this shoes. Okay, this works, and this is me. Which, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because the truth is is that in society, we're always going to pull ideas from different things and we're always going to get inspiration and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with getting inspiration. But like, how many times have you gone on social media and you see that every girl is wearing the same exact thing? Is that, like, are they truly being themselves or is it just because, is it just because it's trending? Or do you like it just because you like it? I had to ask myself this, like, do I like it because this is the thing? Or do I like this because so-and-so did it? It's, you know, it's something to think about. If your mind is constantly receiving information, it's only going to naturally and psychologically regurgitate it out. And if you're only regurgitating what you're receiving, how is this impacting the real you? I had to ask myself this. So this isn't a pointing fingers conversation. I had to ask myself if I am. Am I am who I am because I'm because I am who I am or is it because social media is turning me into something because I'm constantly just pushing things in my mind scrolling scrolling you know all this to say as I mentioned I don't think social media is bad I feel like we as a society can just do better at stewarding it let it be a tool to build the house rather than the house you're living in itself 
like I said, you know, earlier, I had to take a step back. I had to reevaluate how I was utilizing social media. I even kind of fell down a rabbit hole of some, you know, people on YouTube that made YouTube channels saying that they had to delete social media because of some of these things I'm talking about. And it really got me thinking, you know, maybe I'm not alone in these opinions that I have about it. So I had to check myself. I really had to look within. It made me care about things I would normally not care about, you know, social media. It made me care about people I wouldn't normally care about. And let me explain this one. It just made me more personally invested in what others were doing. When in reality, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, oh, you know, so-and-so is, they're, you know, they're having a baby, or so-and-so, um, you know, they just got, you know, um, they just got into this new situation, or, you know, things of that nature. But, like, I started to be not, like, obsessive, because that's just a, a, a bad word to use, but more so I was just so invested in what they were doing and, and, and things of that nature. I, I was constantly checking, oh, did they post this yet? And I'm like, wait a minute, why am I doing that? Let me take a step back and focus on what I have to do in real life, like go grocery shopping or do whatever I have to do. As someone who grew up, you know, without social media dominating, you know, a good chunk of my life, you know, unlike a lot of the, you know, teenagers nowadays, I had to take a step back and I had to re- try to remember that time. Like, you know, yeah, I had a MySpace at, you know, 10 or 11 years old, but it wasn't dominating my life. Not everybody had it. You know, I was more interested in what was going on in the real world and the different activities and the different things that I could do here rather than, you know, being obsessed with TikTok all day or things are things of that nature. I had to step back and remember when it didn't matter what was going viral at the time. Nobody cared. Remember when it didn't matter when a certain piece of clothing was in or not because social media said so. I had to think about these things, you know, because I, I do truly believe that social media can be used in a healthy way without all the comparisons, without the need to fit in, the need to go viral, without needing to know what's trending or who just got canceled and don't even get me started on cancel culture I feel like that's a whole another podcast in itself but I believe we can use it to showcase you know our creativity and connect with our friends share business and share valuable information and a lot of people do this but I feel like there's a lot of things that are just you know kind of like underneath the skin and just that we're not acknowledging are there or that we are creating and that are perpetuating society I think if we took the pressure off you know we turned down the gas a little and there wasn't so much pressure to be something or do something social media can truly be a thriving and happy place I saw this tweet um, not too long ago and it said that social media is out here making 20 year olds think that they haven't accomplished anything in their life and I had to look at myself in the mirror with at, with that tweet because I was like, it is so true. You've got social media over here making t- a 20, like 20 years old. You're just starting out. You're just starting your life. And we've got social media, got you know, making you feel and invalidating your life experience and what you're going through and making people think that, they haven't done what they needed to do by that age. <laughs> and, and, and that's, you know, that's kind of what I'm talking about here. You know, I know that social media changing and 
for it to be a thriving and happy place, I know that that's not something that is going to happen overnight. And I don't even know if that would ever happen permanently in our society. But I know that it's something that I'm trying to change. And I know that it's something that can happen, you know, for you too. As I mentioned earlier, it's something I'm working on and I'm trying to spend less and less time scrolling and, you know, more time spending the time that I would normally have scrolling with working on things like this and, and passions that I have and things that I enjoy doing and, and things that I love and spending time with the people I love. You know, that way, you know, when I'm ready, I can share these passions and the things that I do love with the world on social media in a healthy and positive way. And, you know, it's kind of starting with this podcast as this is my first episode. My overall thought is that, you know, the more we are consumed with social media, the less that we'll end up being consumed with what's in front of us. It doesn't make social media bad, but I think that there just needs to be a better balance. I know for me, taking that time away from social media and kind of thinking about all the things I've mentioned has really allowed me to have a lot of self-reflection. And, you know, I don't know whoever out there is listening if you believe in God, but I do, and I am a Christian, and I really had to step back and, and say, you know, instead of allowing myself to be defined constantly by, you know, what the world is saying on social media, I really need to lean in and think about who God says I am, you know, and, and knowing that I'm his daughter and that I need to lean more into that versus what I'm absorbing from social media and from what I'm seeing there. And, you know, it, it's hard, honestly. It's hard, especially when it's just become a societal norm to have social media, to scroll, to be in tune, to know what's going on. But that's why I think that that self-reflection is so important because the, the more that we work on ourselves and the more that we're able to tap into that, and if you are a believer, of course, you know, being able to tap more into who God says that we are, I think that, you know, we can have better peace about who we are and and be more comfortable with who we are and, and go after the things that we love without needing to worry about whether or not it's cool or if it's attractive on social media or, you know, things of that nature. I think that we need to spend more time, you know, really thinking about our friends and family and, and being there for people instead of trying to impress people that we may never get to meet. And that doesn't mean that, again, trying to have influence on social media is inherently a bad thing, but I think that, as I mentioned, there there really needs to be that balance. And, again, that is definitely something that I'm working on. I know that, overall, social media may never change, and it may continue to be that way, and, and people may continue to tap in and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, this isn't an anti-social media podcast, but I think that overall, you know, if you're listening and, and you agree with some of the things that I'm saying, I just challenge you to take some time away and to see how you feel. It, within a couple of days, I felt totally different. And I was like, wow, you know what? I actually don't care to check Instagram. You know, I don't care to look at it. When a couple of days ago, I felt like I always had to check to see what was going on. I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to think about everything that I mentioned here today and to think about how we can steward social media to be a positive thing for us instead of changing and needing to be something for social media. I think that once 
we learn to kind of balance that detachment and use social media for when we need to or purely for fun instead of because of all the comparisons and just everything of the the things that I mentioned earlier, then, you know, we can really, as I mentioned earlier as well, have that peace in our minds to just focus on us, like focus on yourself, focus on what you need to do in your family, um, in your relationships, in your friendships, in your job and in your passions. You can really channel all that energy into that instead of having to keep up with the latest trends, the latest TikTok or whatever else is going viral at the moment. But overall, you know, as I mentioned, I don't think social media is bad. I think that we can just do a better job with it. And I think that we would be happier. I think if you look back at the older generations that didn't have it and, you know, you just kind of look back at what they used to do for fun and, and things of that nature, I think that they were happier because there wasn't this um, it, it, there wasn't this comparison that would be hanging over their head of what they needed to do to go viral or how they needed to be seen or how they needed to wake up like this, <laughs> you know, things of that nature. But I, I think that we can do that. And if there's even just one person listening that, you know, may have found this podcast helpful, then that always makes me happy. Um, I know that, as I mentioned earlier, thinking about these things has helped myself. So I do hope that talking about this together um, does help someone out there. And I think that it will definitely. But if you made it to the end of the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm just curious um, to hear your thoughts about social media and what you think. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts um, or Spotify or Anchor, uh, we also upload this to the YouTube channel. So you can go ahead and check out the My So-Called Thoughts YouTube channel. And I would love for you to leave a comment and tell me what you're thinking and just kind of tell me your opinion about social media and if this makes any sense or what your overall thoughts are. But wherever you are in the world, I hope that you are doing well. I hope that you're staying safe and hope to catch you on the next podcast. This is Sunray and I'm out. Peace.